1: Carolina in town tonight as the Capitals look to snap the losing streak at home. General Manager Brian McClellan talks to the media. And hey, it's our first anniversary. The show turns one year old today. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, March 3rd. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way. In a Capital One Arena. It's the Caps and the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at 7, middle game of a three-game homestand for Washington and still looking to snap a six-game home losing streak that dates back 40 days. An awfully tough task, Ben, when the Eastern Conference leaders who are
0: good at a whole lot of different things are sitting on the other side. Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes, this is a legit Stanley Cup contender coming to town tonight, and they enter play tonight, the Hurricanes too, albeit off an overtime loss the other night in Detroit, playing very well of late, 5-0-2 in their last seven, and your reference, yeah, they're good in a lot of different things. I think of the Hurricanes, John, you think of the high skill, the high-octane offense, the speed that they have up front, names like Aho and Tara Vinan, guys who've you know, given the Capitals' fits over the years. But what's maybe a little different about this Hurricanes team this year, which bodes well come springtime, very stingy defensively, the best defensive team in the NHL, the best penalty kill unit in the NHL as well. So offense could be tough to come by tonight for the Capitals, but certainly I think they're going to have their hands full defensively against a Hurricanes team, which has a lot of similarities as the Toronto Maple Leafs and we saw the Maple Leafs were able to take advantage of some defensive breakdowns of the Capitals on Monday. I would think if you're the Caps defensively tonight, you really got to shore things up against an opportunistic, very skilled Carolina Hurricanes bunch. Yeah, if you thought the forecheck from the Toronto
1: Maple Leafs was something, wait till tonight when Carolina (laughs) comes in. That's what they do. Joe Beninati and I talking about that here on the show yesterday. All right, let's get caught up on what's going on with the team specifically and injuries that suddenly are starting to crop up again. Elias Samsonov leaving practice early yesterday after getting hit with a high shot at practice, went to the locker room with the trainers, and he did not return. Don't think anything that would linger into today would affect Washington's decision on a goaltender tonight. Gotta believe Vitek Vanacek is starting this one anyway, but possible the Caps might need a backup tonight if Samsonov is unable to go, and it does hearken back to last weekend, Ben, when In Philadelphia, he gets dinged with a high shot. He goes off. He ends up playing anyway. We'll see where it goes from here, but sometime around 10 o'clock this morning, we're going to have our answer.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would anticipate Vitek Vanecek starting tonight against Carolina regardless, but that being said, to your point, when the second time in less than a week, you see one of your regular goaltenders go down like that, have to leave the ice. No, it's a deflating situation, even at a practice like that. And then they had to turn to, you know, video coach Brett Stretch Leonhardt to put on the gold tending gear to come on and practice for the remainder of the morning yesterday. Yeah, it's a little deflating. And certainly, you know, moving forward here, you hope that Ilya Samsonov is okay and that he will be able to suit up as the backup. And you're right, if not, if this is something lingering, he'll have to make some decisions regarding a backup. But that being said, let's see if Vitek Vanichek gets the call and let's see how he handles his first start. At the NHL level since February first, looked very good in relief on Monday night against Toronto. And hopefully for vtech's sake, that is a sign of things to come.
1: Anytime you have an eye injury, there's a concern. Like our first and foremost, there's a concern for him and just his well-being. It's unfortunate when something like that happens. And then secondly, with regard to our team, he's certainly a player, certainly a player that we're gonna miss. He's counted on for a lot of different roles. That line has been excellent. I think he's one of the top penalty killers in the league. And so when you take a piece like that out of your lineup, you, you're going to feel it. I mean, somebody else is going to have to step up. That's head coach Peter Laviolette. Joe Snively won't play tonight. He's out and listed as week-to-week due to injury. And Carl Haglund, who he was referring to there, took a stick to the face at the end of practice on Tuesday. Now, the word is that he's out long-term with an eye injury He had surgery Tuesday night on his eye and met with another doctor yesterday afternoon to determine what happens next. None of what I just said sounds real good at all, and hopefully... Everything with Carl is okay. We wish him nothing but the best, Ben. But really scary news for Carl Haglin, who we're not going to see for a while.
0: Yeah, it's one thing to talk about hockey playing and hockey life and a hockey career. The other end of the spectrum, you don't wanna, you know, we don't want to jump too far ahead. But you know, you talk about an eye injury, you talk about potential vision, and there there's things away from the rink that we have to keep in mind as well, just as far as day-to-day life when you're talking about a serious eye injury like that. So Hopefully we get more of an update coming up, you know, in a little bit in the next few weeks, maybe regarding how the process is going for him. But certainly hope for all the best, Carl, again, off the ice regarding day to day life. Then regarding the on the ice, you know, you heard Peter Laviolette list off there. All the areas that uh, he contributes to the team, the consistency of that shutdown line with Dowd and Hathaway—it's tough skates to fill in that regard. Key cog on the penalty kill unit as well, always first over the boards on that PK unit. So some tough skates to fill with Carl Hagelin out, and we'll see which direction the Capitals go. Should also mention as well, nice to see Anthony Mantha continuing to progress from his shoulder ailments. So we'll see if Anthony Mantha's return is potentially imminent, but certainly wishing all the best for Carl Hagelin, particularly off the ice as he uh, works his way and he deals with this uh, significant eye issue.
1: Yeah, it should be mentioned on Anthony Mantha too that Peter Laviolette did not rule him out for tonight's game. So something we'll be keeping an eye on at practice this morning and maybe even a game time decision. Who knows by the time we get to seven o'clock tonight. General Manager Brian McClellan met with the media yesterday, and Ben, it sounds like we should expect a quieter trade deadline this time around. That was probably the biggest takeaway from what he had to say. That is a big departure from the recent past if it goes down that way, and really just acknowledging that one piece is not going to change the fates and fortunes here, and the Capitals are going to go with what they got, more or less.
0: Yeah, I think the big takeaway, if you're looking for a headline from Brian McClellan's address with the media yesterday, he acknowledged they're not going to be necessarily as aggressive as they've been in past years. And aggressive doesn't necessarily always mean going out and getting the biggest fish in the pond, which they did do in the case of Kevin Chattenkirk years ago. But aggressive could also mean, you know, maybe not overpaying for a depth piece, which maybe they've been prone to do in the past where they felt they had a team with legitimate aspirations of a deep run, maybe just needed a little bit more depth or a secondary piece. No, it's going to be a little more conservative. Uh, It would appear leading up to March 21st if things continue to hold as they are. And it's certainly a departure, but it's certainly uh, maybe a realistic view, recognizing what's on the other side of this season and the need to have prospects at the ready and the need to maybe replenish a few areas on the roster. So maybe a little bit more of a a realist approach, but certainly different than we've seen in years past because certainly McClellan has not been shy from being aggressive, from going all in, putting all the chips in, and it it appears weeks ahead of the deadline, it will have a different tone come March 21st. And on that tone, I mean, it feels,
1: and if you haven't had a chance to see the video, the Capitals posted it, and you should see what he had to say in its entirety, but it feels like, An end of an era here. Since 2008, the team has missed the playoffs only one time. Multiple President's Trophies. The big splash. You mentioned Shattenkirk. I think you could put Anthony Mantha even last year in Mm -hmm. that category. The big move right at the end when you got to 3 o'clock. So the big splashes, no half measures. We've talked about that a lot even here on the show this year. And then of course, the cup in 2018 and getting Michael Kempney and all the pieces to try and get ready for a long and deep run. But man, I gotta really say that I think his assessment of where this team is, is spot on. I think the mistake that we have seen with some general managers around the league in the last decade, decade and a half, I guess really pushing two decades now since the hard cap era was instituted in 2005, that think of the LA Kings after they won their cups and you signed Mike Richards to that long deal. You can't do that anymore. You've got to have realistic expectations of the here and now. Chicago overstayed their welcome at the dance. I think it is very sage and sober advice and a look at the situation and saying, look, if it's not gonna happen right now, then make sure that you're shoring up so you're not what Detroit was, trying to keep the window open for hey, we made the playoffs 29 straight years, 25 <laughs> straight years, whatever it is. And then you know you end up with your tin cup in your hand begging for spare change because you are absolutely at the bottom and your bounce is in the circle of life, isn't very good. So I got to say, I applaud the balanced response to say, hey, we got to have an eye to the future here. Yeah, we still got an eye on the present, but I thought he hit all the right notes in that. And I think looking at where this team is, I think we got to be realistic. This team right now, there's a lot of teams like Carolina, Florida, It's their time. Tampa Bay, maybe even still, they're certainly in the conversation. The New York Rangers are on the rise. The Capitals are going to have a tough time. And I think being realistic about that and saying, let these guys gel together and let's see what happens here. It still could go well. It's not saying that it's all over for right now but it is saying we got to look at this and start to think about the future a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and you're right to that point that it's not all over right now. Let's acknowledge as well they are in a playoff position and eight point lead over Columbus entering play tonight and in a wild card spot and there's a lot of teams that would sign up for an opportunity to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs and see what's possible. But that being said, you certainly do have to keep in mind what's on the other side of this season, what is up ahead in the years coming and with that being said, you no, know, I would think they're also maybe better positioned. The cupboard is a little bit more stocked prospect wise than it has been in years past. We saw we had a good look at Alexei Protus this year and what he's potentially capable of at the NHL level. We had a taste of Hendrix LaPierre early in the year. He's been doing very well. It hasn't necessarily made headlines in these parts. He's having a terrific year in the junior league. I think when you talk about some of those prospects, Connor McMichael getting his feet wet this year, you hope to see him add some size and continue to further develop as well. Martin Ferravari seeing big minutes on the back end. You can go down the list here, but there are more players on the cusp, you can say, maybe there would have been three four years ago and that's the simple cost of doing business as they did over the past several years when they were trading a lot of picks a lot of prospects for win now upgrades but we're shifting to a little bit of a a transition right now there's no question And, and and that said a final thought on that john is when you reference the rock the red era and since 2008 this team has been a fixture in the postseason i hope fans do appreciate the three president's trophies you know in addition to the stanley cup win which of course was the pinnacle But I always said when we were watching games in January, February of winter's past, they weren't handing out the Stanley Cup those nights. But I hope folks, when they were at Verizon Center, Capital One Arena, they appreciated, they have appreciated what the past decade plus has been. And with that said, we'll we'll bring it back to the present. Tonight, Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom will play a 1,000th game together as teammates, John. And I really hope folks do appreciate what this entire era has been all about. Not closed, not done just yet, but we're acknowledging it's transitioning. And I hope folks really do appreciate what this era has been all about with the cup as the pinnacle, but everything else that surrounded it that we've been privileged to have watched and and been a part of.
1: This team has won so many games over the course of the last 14 years. And for Washington, and we got to throw Pittsburgh in here too, two teams that were Absolutely. Bottom of the barrel. Not good at all in 2004, 2005, middle of the last decade. And both have been on extraordinary runs a decade and a half. Look, Chicago may have won more cups, but their window was way shorter. And so was Los Angeles's run. They've gone down and had to come back up in the same time. That the capitals have been winning so for both teams to be at the top and winning so many games for so long it really is amazing and it may not feel all that great right now when the team's not going well but bigger picture back up to thirty thousand feet and take a look because this has been one heck of a run hey and we're going to end on a really good note today because unbelievably Ooh. we've been at this for a year it is our anniversary march 3rd 2021 was our first caps this morning And since then, we've done over 100,000 downloads of the show. That is all of you listening. And on behalf of Ben, myself, we cannot thank you enough for tuning in. We have had a ton of fun putting this together. We hope you've enjoyed what you heard. If you have, please consider leaving a review and rating on the old Apple iTunes or Spotify. We do appreciate hearing what you have to say on that. And on the subject of the anniversary, this is as good a day to do it as any, but Hard to believe, Ben. It's been a year already.
0: Yeah, and we do appreciate all the all the listeners, all the feedback. I mentioned a few weeks ago when we were off, uh, when you were away during the Olympics, we got a lot of notes, a lot of messages. Folks saying they needed their morning fix, they were missing it. That's very much appreciated. So thank you to the listeners. And uh, no, it's been fun, and I look forward. John, you'll bring cupcakes up to the booth tonight, and I thank you in advance for that. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I will make sure that you have several. I know that you are always looking for the free desserts. It's the bring caps the party of, hats. It's the caps and the <laughs> carolina hurricanes tonight at seven the puck drop will be at 705 precisely because it is a, an espn plus hulu game One oh six seven. a fan caps radio 24 7 begins at six forty five. if the streaming thing doesn't work for you we got you covered always free here at caps radio 247.com caps game day It's going at four o'clock this afternoon on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, what's coming up on the show later today?
0: Yeah, we'll chat with Tom Galitti, talking Ovechkin backs from 1,000 games as teammates. Very rare company for those two in that category. And also had a chance the other night to catch up with Capitals alum, Bill Riley, a member of the original Washington Capitals, the third black player in NHL history. Great perspective from Bill Riley. We had a wide-ranging chat. We will hear from him Coming up today, Camps Radio 247, 24/7, CampsRadio 247.com, Kemp's Game Day at 4Easter. Eastern.
1: That is coming up later on this afternoon. Caps and Canes tonight at 7. Ben, have yourself a terrific Thursday, will you?
0: Happy Thursday, John.
1: For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!